I'm Jennifer Johnston. Um, I'm an opera singer and I'm a native scouser for my sins. I'm here this morning to talk about the release of my new album, A Love Letter to Liverpool, which will raise money for Older Hay Children's Charity and the Liverpool Philharmonic's Youth Company, which is released in a couple of weeks. What an amazing building this is. When you walk in, you feel like it's not a hospital at all filled with light and happy sounds, not deathly quiet or, or miserable in any way. It's been incredibly well designed and it's actually a pleasure to sit in here. A Love Letter to Liverpool came about because in the summer last year I was invited to become the artist in residence at the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra. That for a scouser is an incredible honour firstly but also an incredible opportunity and I felt given that Liverpool Phil gave me my start in music when I was 15 and I joined their choir. I did my first few professional solos when I was in the choir with them and the orchestra. I, I felt it was really important to give back to the system that has essentially helped to create the career that I've got now. It also is the case that I feel very passionately about my city, which remains even now my home. It's had a lot of bad press over the years and so to be able to put something out which reflects various aspects of the city's personality and its people but also is a true celebration of, of the city as a city of music. I mean, it's always known as the cradle of pop but actually when you look in, back in the history of music in Liverpool it's also produced some incredibly distinguished musicians across all genres really. I mean classical music, the likes of Simon Rattle and Stephen Huff. So um, all in all, it, it's been a great project to put together and I'm glad that the proceeds will be given to the children of Liverpool. Um, you never know who they might help in the end. The proceeds from the album will be split straight down the middle between Alderhey Children's Charity and the Liverpool Philharmonic's Youth Company. Alderhey Children's Charity supports the work of our world-class children's hospital in Liverpool. It also, as a hospital, treated my sister when she was quite poorly, when she was a child. And I think we all know somebody who's benefited from the incredible treatment here and the expertise of the extraordinary doctors that work in this place. The Liverpool Philharmonic Youth Company supports young musicians and composers from across Merseyside. We're now in an era where music education in schools is being cut. Very often it's the first thing that goes if there are government cuts um, in state education. And the Liverpool Philharmonic is now having to bring through a new generation of musicians without the school support that historically they might have received. So for me, supporting them is critical. And not only do they support the, those who are already trained in music. The In Harmony programme now has been running for 10 years and that is a, an extraordinary scheme where musicians from the orchestra go into schools in Everton and Anfield and teach classical instruments to primary school children. I think at the last count there were nearly one and a half thousand on the scheme. These are children who otherwise probably wouldn't have exposure to music 
of that kind. And so the, the work that's being done quietly in the background is, is absolutely brilliant and really very much irreplaceable. A Love Letter to Liverpool as a concept was about celebrating my city but also celebrating all aspects of it and so in one sense it's a personal journey. I'm sure there will be those who would have chosen other things so it, in, in that sense I, I've chosen things that mean something to me directly. I grew up in Crosby. My family home overlooks the beach where Anthony Gormley's Iron Men are situated. So for me the sea is a very strong theme running through the album. I'm from a real Liverpool family that dates back generations. My great-great-grandfather was head sailmaker for the White Star Line who owned and designed the Titanic. And so for the first half of the album at least, the sea is very present. And the estuary itself, the beach and the port and the concepts of immigration and ultimately of slavery. It's one aspect of Liverpool's past that we, we can't ignore really. And so on the album, there's a new arrangement of Amazing Grace written by one of the Liverpool Philharmonic's young composers. In fact, he's the youngest of all, Armand Rabot, which is there because John Newton, who wrote it, was Liverpool's tide surveyor, but he was also a prominent abolitionist. So um, we've not, I've not tried to hide that aspect of our past. And then in the second half of the album, we move into the city itself, the people, the um, colour, if you like. There's one song in particular written by Stephen Huff for me, which I sing in a full Scouse accent, because that's something that is very much identifiable with us as Scousers and also as a city as a whole. I think people on TV, comedians often like to lampoon the accent, but actually it's part of our identity. So all of the things that I've chosen have, have a story to tell of some sort. And of course, it would have been utterly remiss of me, particularly in a year where Liverpool's won the Champions League, not to include You'll Never Walk Alone, which of course has become our anthem as a city. It's sort of transcended football, really. That was released as a single in the week that the Liverpool won the Champions League and was the, went to the top of the iTunes classical chart, so quite proud really. And that track is with the full Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra and Chorus, who are, who are amazing. The majority of the album was recorded in the Friary, which is the Liverpool Phil's rehearsal venue out in West Everton. Um, it was a former Catholic church, St Mary of the Angels, and it's an extraordinary building. It was built by a member of the White Star Line family who became a nun and no expense was spared. So it's filled with incredible marble pillars and ornate decoration. Um, but it's also really soundproof, so it's great for studio work. It's big, and so it has an acoustic, but it's also not too big, and so it was great to record everything there. And then 
You'll Never Walk Alone was recorded in the Philharmonic Hall itself because it's not possible to put the whole choir and orchestra into the friary and retain any acoustics. So yeah, it was, it was taken separately. I was born in Fazakali Hospital, now Aintree Hospital, but I grew up overlooking the Mersey Estuary. And in fact, right now I'm living back there again with my parents while I wait, wait for my new house to be ready. But like everybody, when you get to 18, you get itchy feet. And I went to Cambridge University, in fact, read law to start with and became a barrister in London before I became a singer. I switched careers, not completely uh, inadvertently. There was, a, there was a plan there, but I never had an idea that things would turn out as they have. So I didn't return to the bar, actually, once I started studying at the Royal College of Music in London. And so, yes, it, it's only latterly that I've come back to live in Liverpool, but here is a great place to bring a child up. And my daughter, who's now 11, is now also attending my old school. Things have, as you might say, come full circle. I often get asked, actually, what do I listen to? And I think the truth of it is that I do so much music at work, or my ears are so filled with sound, that actually silence is very important to me. And it, it may come as a surprise that outside of work, apart from listening to Bach when I'm tired, which I mean by that instrumental Bach, if you put a voice in, I start listening as if I'm at work, then I listen to indie music, actually. So I like things like the Lumineers, the Fleet Foxes, Mumford & Sons, a bit of take that occasionally, whatever's on the radio. I am, despite what my family might say, a completely normal person when it comes to listening away from my job. And also I'm now with an 11-year-old in the house being inflicted with Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift, which is absolutely inescapable at the volume she plays it at, so all sorts. On the album, it was important to have the Beatles somehow reflected they're so important to the history of music in Liverpool and to the condition of the music industry today even, and tourism obviously too. Obviously, two of the Beatles are no longer alive and of the two that still are, Paul McCartney is by far the most prolific in terms of output and has shown real interest actually in classical music. And in fact, I can't believe it, but it was 30 years ago when he wrote his Liverpool Oratorio. And so I've recorded the most famous excerpt from that, The World You're Coming Into, that requires a treble soloist, and it was, I was very lucky that I've got one in the house. <laughs> My daughter Ruby is the soloist at the end of that track, and she's very excited, obviously, to be on a proper CD. And it was also lovely for me as a parent. The world you're coming into describes, as it happens, the character Mary singing to her unborn child. Paul McCartney was born in Liverpool during the war, and so the Liverpool Oratorio is about his parents or a couple having a baby during wartime, which of course is a pretty stressful period where Liverpool was being bombed. And so lovely for me, whilst singing this extraordinary piece, that, that the, the voice of the unborn child should be sung by my own child. Album covers are notoriously difficult to choose particularly in classical music, funnily enough. There's a real sort of style, um, and I was very keen to avoid that. Not least because this album really isn't strictly classical music in inverted commas. It's hopefully just good music. And I also wanted something that was instantly recognisable, whether it's on the shelves of HMV or whether it's on the web on a little thumbnail sketch. And in the last few years, 
one image has been prevalent in photos of tourists in Liverpool, and that's Paul Curtis's amazing Liverbird Wings mural on Jamaica Street. So with Paul's permission, that's what features on the cover. And I'm delighted, not least because it, it's so striking an image that everybody knows exactly what it is. But also, it, the Liverbird is the symbol of Liverpool. And, so, and I am a Liverbird, actually. So there is really little that's more appropriate. But also it looks like it could be particularly any genre of music. And so we've had loads of compliments, which I'm delighted with. And hopefully when people see it, they'll recognise it and I would hope buy it. To make an album isn't cheap. Even if it's for charity, you still have to pay professionals to do their job properly. So I'm massively grateful, not least, to our three principal sponsors, Simon Yates and Kevin Roon, the Rushworth Foundation and Amion Consulting. Without them, it wouldn't have been possible. But also, in the album itself are works by ten living composers all of whom have been commissioned um, for, for the album. And within that, seven young composers, all of whom at the very beginning of their careers, and obviously it was very important to me that they were paid for their work. I wouldn't have dreamt of making it that they had to do their work for free. And so we also have a list of other sponsors who've sponsored specific pieces of work, um, specific songs to be arranged. And so I'd like to thank Sandra Parr, Andrew Cornell, Philip Ramsbottom and David Ward, Robin Bloxage and Nick Riddle, and I also even sponsored one and my parents, another, Tim and Glennis Johnston. So all of those people in that big list, I and everyone else who's been involved in making this album, and it is quite a big team, are deeply grateful for their help. The album comes out on the 27th of September and it will be available literally everywhere you can think. If you're a classical fan and you're used to buying albums from Presto Classical, they will have it. It'll be available from Amazon, it'll be available on streaming services such as Spotify and Apple Music, and critically, it is also available to purchase in Alder Hay Children's Charity Shop in the atrium here in the hospital. <laughs>